Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Work from Your Happy Place, the podcast that equips you with the tools, know how, and motivation to live your dreams and find your happy place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a recap of the week's guests and a preview of what's in store. To sign up, simply text the word happy place with no space to 33444. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce the host of Work From Your Happy Place, Belinda Ellsworth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Work From Your Happy Place. I'm your host, Belinda Ellsworth, and I've got a delightful guest in store for you today. I have Dr. Chanice Richardson with me, and she is a nationally sought-after keynote speaker and an award-winning educator, author, and CEO. With over 20 years of leadership experience in the public and private sectors, Dr. Richardson is a highly respected leadership researcher and practitioner. She has spoken to audiences across the country, helping businesses, churches, civic organizations, and individuals excel in the areas of personal and leadership development. She has an innate ability to connect with diverse audiences across various disciplines. Dr. Richardson's passion is to help growing organizations and driven individuals understand and practice practice, a theoretical leadership framework that she developed called soul-centric leadership. This inward-focused leadership style has proven to be highly successful in the training of facilitators for her nonprofit Real Women, Inc., and for her clients across the country. It is my pleasure to welcome Dr. Richardson. Hello there, Belinda. It is a pleasure to be here with you. I am ready to talk about all the things that I do with your work from your Happy Place audience. Oh, fantastic. Well, why don't we start by just fill in the gaps from your bio and tell us a little bit more about you and then more about this journey. How did you get where you are today to be teaching on leadership? Yeah, no problem. So uh, I live in Southern Maryland and I have been married for 20 years. Uh, I have two children. I like to say that I got married when I was 10. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I I homeschool my 10 year old son. uh, And so uh, that's an adventure in and of itself. And I am a full time speaker, leadership mentor, vocalist and executive director of Real Women, as you said. Um, And just to fill in some of the gaps, I got my doctorate in higher education administration, and I spent 10 years studying leadership development. Right before that, I taught uh, high school English for a lot of years. And so when I started my doctoral program, 
um, having just completed my master's in religion, uh, I'm an ordained minister as well. Um, I decided that I wanted to stick with leadership development because I have seen leadership done um, in it's it, so wrong <laughs> in, in a lot of different sectors, whether it was in religious settings or educational settings or in the corporate sector. And so I've been an advocate of servant leadership and so much so that I decided to develop my own framework of leadership um, I call it soul-centric leadership, as you said, and we've begun using as our as our moniker leading with soul uh, because we we really believe that if you are leading from your core, if you're leading with authenticity, uh, vulnerability, and empathy, that um, that you're leading well. And so uh, I've begun. I've started that work because I needed it. I needed um, a. a leadership platform and a leadership community um, wherein I could talk about the woes of leadership, but also to blend and integrate my personal challenges. Because I really believe when we try to compartmentalize the work that we're doing and the life that we're living, that we really end up living double lives and it gets exhausting. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why I started Real Women um, we started in 2013, uh, and I just simply grew tired of pretending that everything was okay. I was pouring out to so many people and not being poured back into. And, you know, no one assumes that the teacher or the leader or the counselor needs teaching, leading, or counseling. So, so I was wearing this mask and appearing to be healthy and okay. And when I was finally uh, willing, after emotional breakdown, willing to just kind of go down to the bottom of my emotional floor and say, what do I really need? Um, I needed a safe space so that I could be transparent. And I decided as a result to start Real Women. And so that's the nonprofit work that I do with Real Women. And the for-profit work is speaking and mentoring and writing uh, to help women leaders. That is so great. And there's there's a couple of things in here that I think is so important. And that is, as as leaders or business owners, when we're sort of at the top, it is very difficult. And for, and for other people, that's no matter where that is in your journey. But when you're kind of at the top of your game, it is so important for you to find resources and places to still grow and to be nurtured and to get your bucket filled up because you're constantly pouring out and you've got to take that time to get poured back into. And I think a, a lot of people in that position, I'm going to throw myself under the bus as well, although I'm very, very good about it now and mm-hmm. have been for several years. But it becomes lonely in that space just mm-hmm. of who you're, who you can even confide in, who you can talk to. And you've got to have those key people in your life. And you have to continue to grow and learn and seek out um different things. So I I appreciate everything that you said there. It's really important. But the other thing that I just want to mention is um, I appreciate what you're doing so much because you would think that there is a ton of information out there on leadership. And really, when push comes to shove and the books that are available out there on leadership, they're very few and far between. And then if you go one step further and try to find any written by women you will almost not find them. Mm-hmm. And I know as a woman myself in teaching different leadership practices, I always want to fill myself up with what can I learn? 
because I'm a teacher of this, like, who can I learn from? Where can I go? Let me do some recommendations on books. And there's just very few really strong books written by women. So I appreciate that. And, you know, a lot of women talk about personal development. So I don't want to have anybody confuse it. We're talking about, you know, real leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Can I say a bit about that? Absolutely, you can. Yeah, so that is so key what you just said. And I, I have so many thoughts. The The first one is, as it relates to us being leaders, the personal development piece is critical to leadership development. And what we're talking about is the, some people call them soft skills. I like to call them essentials, right? Essential skills, because we're talking about the the non-tangibles. Yes, we can read books and I'll, I'll get back to that in a second because I agree with you about the dearth of, of literature out there to really be helpful to us and practical for us. Um, but, but we could read books, we could go to school to study leadership, all of those things. But when it comes to practicing leadership every day, in and out, dealing with with people and doing it in a way that allows them to trust you and to buy in to the vision that you're setting, that takes a whole lot out of you. And so there has to be a place where you're going as a leader to say, you know, of course, these are the professional skills that I need to develop and I need to network and I need to build my financial base and, and all of those things. But this is how I'm feeling as a leader. This is what I'm going through as a leader. These are the challenges that I'm facing and how do I balance? And, you know, sometimes I, I, I hesitate to use that word. How do I integrate? How do I create a harmony in my life so that I don't feel like I'm giving out to everyone else and I don't have anything left for myself? And so so it is personal development, but it is it is leadership development. And I believe that they are are so similar. They might be synonymous because you I don't really believe you can do it well without taking care of yourself. And it and it, it boils down honestly to some self-care because, you know, we are especially as women, um, but definitely as leaders, we, we tend to put ourselves on the back burner and think of everyone else first. But if we're not taking time to pour into ourselves, to refresh ourselves, to rest, uh, we, we burn out very quickly. And then we try to rip and run on empty. And, and that's how, how we end up in the hospital. And that's how we end up, you know, depressed and frustrated. And so that's the community that I, I'm really trying to reach out to the women both in real women, just the everyday woman who needs a safe space, but the women leaders who are in business, who are in business for themselves, or just working to climb up the ladder, um, whatever sector you're in, to really have a place where you can grow and be poured into and have community. So mm-hmm. you'll know you're, you're not the only one going through whatever you're going through. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit then, how has the business shaped your lifestyle today? Because you really talked about you can't compartmentalize the two. It's kind of really an interwoven piece there. So can you speak to that a little bit? 
Yeah, I can. Um, and again, I, I will continue to use the word integration because I've begun uh, realizing that I can't compartmentalize. And I know, you know, we don't we don't talk the same at work as we do at home and we have different kinds of conversations. So I'm talking just a bit deeper than that um, as a as a wife and a mom and an educator by trade and then a minister. I, I have played a lot of roles and at different points in time, I felt like I was being a different person to all of those people because they expected such different things out of me. And and what I realized is I had to center myself. I had to, to, to find my center to figure out what are my personal values? What, who am I at my core? And then I work out of those spaces. So, so I'm a wife out of my center. I'm a mom out of my center. I'm an educator. I'm a speaker out of my center. So you really won't find me speaking differently than you find me right now in any of those sectors because I've learned integration. And so it has really that, that lesson of integration, which keeps me refreshed. It keeps me at least if I ever get off the path and I know I've spent too many nights pouring out late at night, trying to prep for presentations or conferences or clients, it leaves me saying, okay, catching it really fast and getting back on track so that I do the self-care practices that I know are, are important to keep me fueled and going. And, and so that's how it has shaped my, my lifestyle has shaped my business and vice versa, because that, that level of integration now has allowed me uh, to stay energized and to be refreshed. And so I can be the mom, I can be the wife, and I can be the businesswoman and, and kind of do it out of my center and not try to pretend everything is okay when it's not. Very good. Mm-hmm. So what are a couple of skill sets that you think you've developed that have been an important part of your success? Yeah, this is a, a great question because um, it, it takes a lot of reflection, I believe, to look backward and just think about that. Um, when I look over what I do now and what I, the skills that I've honed, I would have to be honest with you and say vulnerability and, uh, and probably storytelling. Uh, and if I had to put them together, I would say vulnerable storytelling uh, because yeah. they've really been key to connecting with those um, that I'm trying to reach or I'm trying to help or I'm trying to, to even sell to. Uh, you know, people want to know that they can relate to you and that they, they need to be drawn into, I would say, the saga that is your success and your failure and overcoming. And so for me, I've had to take the veil off of what is happening in my life. You think about the, um, the most effective speakers. If you're sitting in a chair and you are listening to someone speaking, and we've done this a million times at conferences or, or church or in a business meeting, the people who affect us the most, the people whom we connect with the most are the ones who tell a story and who are vulnerable and give us some insight into themselves. And the the folks that are just telling us what we should and should not do and giving us the, the textbook lessons 
I believe that they're the ones who leave us wanting, um, who we may not remember at the end. Um, but, but I really believe that if you can leave people with uh, a sentiment, with a feeling, with an emotion, with uh, a story that they can look back on, that they connect. So those are my two greatest skill sets. Very good. Those are those are unique to what we usually hear on the show. So that's fun that you shared that. And I do yeah. I do think storytelling is huge and you kind of it's kind of funny but vulnerability with storytelling but that's what makes it real. You know, that's mm-hmm. what makes the storytelling interesting. So I love that. So let's talk about one of your most outstanding accomplishments or something that you're really proud for of or that's meaningful to you. Uh, let's see. So uh, beyond uh, the rebuilding and maintaining uh, my family, yeah. while uh, amidst all of my professional pursuits, I think, you know, that for me, that that's big because um, had I just gone full on uh, with business with with little care or little mind for how it affected my family and didn't find some harmony there. Uh, we, we wouldn't be 20 years strong with, with our two kids here. So I, I'm, I'm really humbled by the opportunity to, to be able to do what I love and to have the folks that I love with me. Outside of that, I would say my most outstanding accomplishment has been empowering other women to become leaders, um, to start businesses, to get promoted. Um, I really don't believe that an effective leader is is effective. A leader is effective without empowering others. You know, it's like you can lead a whole bunch of folks, um, but if they never become leaders, then what have you really accomplished? And so being able to say I have Literally now that I'm aware of, you know, I literally have a list of names um, and, and I don't even know how many that I don't have names of, but hundreds of women who have either been taught or mentored directly by me um, and so many, you know, indirectly um, who have succeeded in their own right. That that makes me the most proud. Very good. So let's talk about a challenge or an obstacle that you faced and then how you worked through that. Okay. Uh, let's see. So the self-care piece has been really difficult for me. If you think about it, those of us who are professionals, whether you're working for yourself or for someone else, um, I love the title of your podcast, Working From Your Happy Place. In order to do that, you've got to find your happy place <laughs> and, so, and know what that is. And so implementing self-care with all that I have to do has always been a hurdle for me. I've always, you know, allowed the work that I have to do or the people that I have to serve um, to be put on uh, to, to be put as made as a priority. And as a result, putting myself on the back burner and that kind of meant eating anything and everything, just the first thing I could get my hands on, um, as well as, uh, as well as not moving and exercising as much. Um, and I noticed that when I do that, when I don't take time out for myself, um, and, and when I put those things in my body that are not healthy for me, that, um, that I don't have much to give, I'm not as effective. So self care um, has been the biggest thing that I've overcome. I've just put on my calendar uh, as it relates to I'm going to move. I've even 
created an acronym for myself to remind myself of, of these four things. I call it EPMD. And for those who are eighties or nineties babies from hip hop, you'll know that there was a group called EPMD. And it just helps me remember that uh, I have to incorporate exercise, prayer, meditation, and devotion. And so I'm moving, I'm listening to music, I'm, I'm taking long baths. All of those things have helped me keep my center. And, and I don't let a week go by where I haven't done something for my self-care. That's how I've overcome that obstacle. That is good. All right. So let's talk about then you mentioned the name of the podcast. And this is always a question I like to ask. But what does working from your happy place mean to you? <laughs> well, I think you can hear my theme now, right? If I will be the self-care girl when it comes to your audience, if, if they need any encouragement or support, because working from my happy place literally means taking care of me um, and then taking care of the people I love. And then taking care of my business in that order, that makes me the most happy. I come to the people I love with, with a smile on my face if I've taken care of me. And once they're taken care of, I can go without guilt or, or, um, or any feel, feeling like they're resentful of me to take care of my business. And so um, I was just talking with my husband uh, and we have, we, we're, we're overdue for a date night. And so we're putting that on our schedule this weekend, no matter what else we have going on because we have had back to back some business stuff going on in the weekends. And so a happy place for me might mean um, getting some work done outside, uh, getting some fresh air, going for a walk in the middle of a day. My son and I do that a lot. Um, it means laughing a lot. Um, breathing deeply. I think there are certain things that we don't do because we're just so busy. So literally taking deep breaths, inhales and exhales. Um, many of us have shallow breath um, and just keeping a center. Like I said, just really um, being aware of how I'm feeling um, that helps me work best. And so um, my happy places is, um, also hearing how my work has positively affected those that I work and serve with. I absolutely love hearing that, um, that I've been a, a benefited someone in some way. Um, and then the last thing, I just like being creative. Uh, I like taking risks, um, creating something and then taking a deep breath and hoping that someone comes when I, when I, when I host a, a new event or right. when I put a new publication out there. Uh, so, so that, that challenge that, that those endorphins that come as a result of being creative and courageous also, uh, make me happy. <laughs> Very good. So what advice would you give to others who are wanting to follow this path of entrepreneurship or small business owner? What advice would you give to them? Yeah, so please hear me, uh, all of you who overthink and who analyze out the wazoo, uh, who ha it has to be perfect before you can do it. Um, please, my advice would be to plan well, but don't plan long. Um, I, I really believe that um, the success of an entrepreneur is to execute more than you plan, that doing it is your best practice. It's your, it's your best lesson learned um, as as we envision what we want to accomplish. I think it's important for us to to write it out, um, but but begin walking it out soon after. Like, don't 
Don't talk yourself out of it or look at it on paper so long that you never do it. Um, I think the keys are to learn as you go, make adjustments, you know, as you make mistakes. Um, and, you know, as they say, build as you fly. I think that's, it's really important to execute and let it be unper, imper, um, uh, imperfect. Let it, let it look what, however it looks, learn the lessons from it and, and do it better the next go round. Very good. So mm-hmm. share with us some new and exciting things that you're working on. And then how can our listeners find you? Okay. So this is exciting. Um, on the, I have, of course, the, the for-profit the, uh, and the nonprofit side of things. And so on the leadership de- development side of things, um, I have developed a Leading with Soul membership community. And uh, you can just go to trinacerichardson.com and you can find out information about our membership community. Would absolutely love to see you there. We have a book that's coming out very soon called Purpose Pushers. Uh, and so it'll be out in, uh, in January where we are helping women to discover and walk out their, their life's purpose. And so all of that information can be found uh, at Trinace. Richardson.com. And so if you are a, a current or emerging leader, and whether it's as an entrepreneur or otherwise, or uh, you're side hustling, whatever that looks like for you, visit us there. And then on the on the nonprofit side of things, if you know you need community or, or you're listening to this and you can think of someone, a woman who needs community, we have a virtual community called Real Women, and you can find us at realwomenrock.org. Again, realwomenrock. Org. Very good. In a, in a website where they can find you? Yes. So the website is trinacerichardson.com. And uh, that you can find me right there. Uh, I am at both of those, trinacerichardson.com and realwomenrock.org. And uh, directly there, I have my calendar, the, uh, the events that are coming up, as well as all of our publications and information about our membership communities. Very good. Well, Trinace, this has been absolutely wonderful. You've shared so many really meaningful, insightful things with our guests, and I know that they're going to walk away with some really great tips and be inspired and just motivated to learn more about leading. So thank you so much for being with us. And I I just want to remind all of our listeners that if you don't want to miss a single episode, then subscribe to Work From Your Happy Place. That way you'll always be notified of the most recent episodes that we have. Once again, um, Dr. Trinace Richardson, thank you so much for being our guest today on Work From Your Happy Place. Thank you, Belinda. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thanks for joining us at Work From Your Happy Place. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. For a free gift on finding your own happy place, please visit workfromyourhappyplace.com and click on the free audio button. Thanks again for listening. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.